everyone. I know y'all see me like for a couple of seconds. And I was like, what happened? Let me tell you what happened. Um, it's just a wrong uh, time and the time difference. So this is the show. I am your host, Dr. D. This is Food Alchemy Network. And I'm looking to see if I have a strong signal because I'm here and it seems to be kind of weak. So I'm hoping that y'all be able to hear me. Um, but in the meantime, I'm still waiting for my guests to get in to see if she know how to work it. Um, sometimes things are new um, and they just don't know how to get in. So we're going to play a commercial. So please be patient and please stick with us. And again, I apologize for this interruption. Bum, ba, da, da, da. Mm -hmm. This is what we're going to do. Food Alchemy Network. We have Coffee with Ori, Dr. D time, and other shows coming. You want to continue to watch? Because we bring you shows you're going to want to watch. Food Alchemy Network, Metaphysical Vortex Channel. So again, um, again, we're still waiting. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. Um, I'm going to play my commercial. Did you guys see my commercial yet? Nope. Okay. It is, uh, I don't even know. Which one is it? Nope, nope, nope. Oh, there you go. Okay, everyone, I am Dr. D, your lovely host, and we are going to be talking to a friend of mine that lives in the Yucatan state of Mexico. Uh, she is born in Mexican, uh, Mexico, sorry, and she can offer us some good advice, some good information, um, the place you see. Um, where you want to do. So I said, it's about making your dreams come true and how to make them and take them and make them into reality. So what she offers is basically a dream of all dreams to sell you a dream. This is what Sophia does in Mirada, Mexico and the Yucatan state. So without further ado, I am going to bring on my guest that's going to sell you or really doesn't sell you your dream. She helps you find your dream. So, okay. Hi, Cecily. How are you? I'm good, love. How are you doing? <laughs> Real good. So we are testing the we are testing the Wi-Fi speed at your home, and it's working. Hey, y'all. I know. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy. So. Me too. Um, 
So now I I I I have my place for a year. I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing my happy dance. <laughs> just <laughs> in my so um I'm so excited to have you. Yesterday, was it yesterday? Oh, Saturday, I had another guest. She was in um Veracruz though. She was okay. in Veracruz and she was my guest. And I, but of course I was here. So um, even the internet here is kind of shaky. It went down to actually one bar where I live at and it normally doesn't. So something's going on with the internet. I'm thinking worldwide. So it's not might necessarily be, I don't know there, but it's here as well. And it's usually good. So without so, all of that, you know, how did you get that um, over top of your over top of your end because I had a hard time doing it. Doing what? The accent you're in. Does your keyboard have accents on it? You're going to probably have to teach me like last time. Ah, well, yeah. My last name has this kind. It's not exactly an accent, but it's uh -huh. something that goes up on the end. Mm -hmm. And it's, it sounds like, mm, like like a G and an N or something like it. Mm-hmm. That kind of sound. But yeah, we do have it on their keyboards here in Mexico. Well, we don't have it here. That's not okay. I That's the <laughs> so I, gotta... I know, I know. So okay. I know it's so funny because because I do need that's why my that's why my email doesn't have it and I use an N just because I don't know, in some other places we don't have they don't have it. So Right. That's okay. It's understandable. Okay, you want to say hi? You see, that's that's who's coming with me. He's that coming looks like a better guest than me. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he just turned a year, so you know he's trying to get my attention. So he's he's coming when I come back. Um, I gotta talk to you after the show about some things that are going on. Uh, but that's that's about the house and everything. But it's a good thing, I think. So let's get to you. And tell people who you are. Okay, well, Push yourself. <laughs> thanks a lot for having me. My name is so. My name is Sophie. I'm from Mexico. I live in in Merida, Yucatan, where Cecily is gonna live from now on. I think, hopefully. Yes. Um, I'm I'm a realtor. So I I am actually from Merida, Yucatan. I'm. This is in Mexico, like. I think the best preference is that we're like four hours away from Cancun. And for example, at Chichen Itza, it's part of Yucatan and it's in the middle, even at halfway from Merida to Cancun. So I think that's a good reference to 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 imagine where we are where we are. So I lived here, my I grew up here, then I moved to Mexico City. I I did my my college in industrial design, and after finding out I like sales, I ended up on, as a realtor. I, I trained as one. I'm certified, so I met Cecily by random, by <laughs> random. Uh, I don't know by life, I think, and we ended up finding a home for her here in Merida. So anything you want to ask, I'm here to help you. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'll do my best to see what can I answer you. And 
I don't know. Okay. That's it. <laughs> well, you're doing good. You're doing good. So, um, yes, we met by uh, chance. We met through another young lady um, that was showing me homes, and you had to choose in Canada. And it seemed like they were all around the corner. Uh, hold on, Shaka, get down, get down. You're <laughs> He's pulling me back. Um, um, he wants to be to be on the transmission. Right, but he can't. <laughs> <laughs> so let's not get back to it. So meeting you was really good. Like I had looked at four different homes. Um, and it all depends, like selling your dream. It's good to get a good picture of what your client wants, uh, which is very good in understanding exactly what they want and versus what someone tells them. And that's what I felt like. You had everything that I wanted. Um, I walked in. The kitchen was good, uh, a good size. And to me, that is one of the things that people might not know. Um, my toilets have toilet seats. Um, I don't know, is that the normal thing for a lot of places not to have toilet seats on them? In home? No, it's not. Okay. So... <laughs> To me, a lot of people were talking about before I got there, they go to all these groups, you know, watch Shaka, get down, get down. So all the homes they were talking about didn't have um, toilet seats. And they were that was a big fear they were putting in the expat group. Now, I haven't seen that, any of the homes I looked at. So that was great. That was a plus plus. You had all the air conditioners in there and pretty good. And you had the hammock cooks, which is another good plus in both of the rooms. Uh, so to me, that's a, that, that was a plus. And then the backyard, that's another plus where the rocks are that could be made into what I think like a room of just basically looking at the stars at night when you go out, if you want to do that. So, well, I'm talking about my home, guys. Y'all can't have my home, but I'm just saying <laughs> of my home. And it's huge. Like, my living room is huge. Uh, my bedroom is huge. I have a walk-in closet. Um, even the little, the, the other room uh, doesn't have a, its own bathroom. You have to go out and share, which is no big deal. But that even is huge for the closet because it's not a normal American closet. It's much larger. This is my opinion. So enough about my home in Las America. Um, when people go out and look for homes, how do you talk with them to get a feel of them looking for a home? Are there some questions that you ask, a questionnaire that you have? Well, I actually think that the best way is to go out and just look at homes, you know, because Whenever you, whenever you get into any type of home, maybe you have some idea in your head and the realtor can find you exactly what you want, what you, but when you get in and you feel the space and you, you instantly see if you like it or not. For me, is uh, I mean, expertise has taught me that the bad things you recognize you recognize them immediately. If you don't like a home, it's just like that. It's instant. Not necessarily you see what you don't like. You just see it and don't like it. Yeah. And when right. you do like a home, you get a little hesitate. 
because there's there's there there isn't this big fat bad thing. So what, if you don't have this immediate negative, mm -hmm. I mean you're on the good on the on the right path. <laughs> for me, so, yeah. So for me, is you need to look at them. You need to get into one or two or two or maybe five in a day. Looks feels like a lot maybe, but that tells you what that what do you want and what don't you don't want. So after that first day or first housing, you can like get better at finding what you want. Right. Because that makes yeah, because it's what the negative, the wrong houses are immediate. And for me, that helps me a lot. And also, you see, when you are, when you're in these housings, house visits, house, house visits is, for example, what you told, told us about the kitchen. After the first visit, you get the feeling of what the person is looking for. Because the first thing you're gonna see is, oh, the kitchen is small, or the kitchen is good enough, or the bath, or it only has one bathroom. So if you don't necessarily know what you want, mm -hmm. you find it in that first house visits. Okay. So for me, that's important. And also, I mean, you you lived it. I'm really involved with, with my people and with my yes. clients because I don't know, for me, it's just taking the extra step. It doesn't matter how expensive or how big or how anything a house is. It's about getting the client what he wants. I've, I've become friends with a lot of clients because of it, because I, I do extra things. Mm -hmm. you know, so that that's got to me like really far. And, you know, like I kept really good friends because of it. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's that's how I do it. Well, that makes sense. And I like that you took the extra step because one of my biggest P's was internet <laughs> and the stove. <laughs> uh, because, you know, um, I'm going to be, I have a lot of work to do. I have some writing to do. So since I got to write and I have to communicate back and forth, um, that's a lot it's it's that's a plus so that might be somebody stickler and you need to let your realtor know like that's what it is internet is is a key that's uh what we call a deal breaker um another deal breaker might be the oven the kitchen like you said or some of the things that could be a deal breaker which mm -hmm. is you know like really things so um the areas that you look in the house for um do you go as far as progresso like near the beach or yeah. Okay. See, I didn't know if you went to Chilem or, you know, that type of area, um, reach French properties. Do you give um, clients some um, warnings about living close to the beach uh, versus uh, like, because I don't know if they flood out there in their Progresso and that area because of the water and the tides and it changed, especially with the tropical storm. Uh, like in Cancun, they have Hurricane Watch and Tornado Watch and stuff like that. Do they have that for Progresso as well? We do have Hurricane Watches. So, I mean, last year we did have a tropical 
a tropical storm that wasn't all the way a hurricane, but uh -huh. it was, it, it kind of flooded Progreso, yes. Like okay. a year ago, a year, a year and a half ago. And it, it didn't even was a hurricane. It just was the fact that it lasted for like seven days raining in a row. So that's the same, that's the same <laughs> tropical st storm that actually flooded the same neighborhood you're living in, but the, but, but the, the street you live in didn't get flooded. Okay. So, but some streets of the neighborhood got flooded, but you see that's a, it's a really large neighborhood. Right. So that, that was the same tropical storm that did that. So okay. it's not common because hurricanes maybe last three days, like right. one, you know, they come in, pass by, get out. So that I, I'm so sorry. So, I mean, I, what I found, what I have found out about, about the, the beachfront properties, maybe that's something people should know is, it's kind of funny, but it's uh, the bug thing. It's because there's a lot of bugs. So people get scared because there's these <laughs> <laughs> little Scorpios, you know, like little black Scorpios. So oh, we are used to them because and they're not little. They're okay. not actually that big. So whenever I get like people, people from other places and, and mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not, only thinking about foreigners i'm also thinking about mexicans that come here mm -hmm. you know to stay a while or to be at a season or something bugs are pro pro they're not a problem but people can get scared because also we ha we are a really humid place so also in merida from the from we were talking about it from the bathroom and kitchens not sinks, but you know, from you know, from the sewers, you can mm -hmm. get bugs because of yeah. the humid places. So that's something that I think it gets a little bit worse in the beach. Okay. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> with that, there is a lot of. Um, it's very humid in Merida. That's what people don't think of in their houses. And when I went there, you were having all the cabinets open versus the cabinets being closed. Yes. And um, so that's the norm to do that because of the humidity in the certain parts of Mexico, correct? Yes. Okay. So what I like about my place again, you guys, I'm going to just have gas. We're here. I have gas too, but I'm trying to think the other place I had a, a electric and I, I hate electric electric stoves are the, the I think they're Satan's tool. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like electric stove. Um, well, oh, it was the Airbnb I stayed in. It was um, electric and I didn't like it. So that's another thing about when you move into a house in there and the gas tank tell me how someone would get a gas tank and so forth how would they go about that 
um, if there's no gas tank there? Well, I need to make a little history before okay. because um, we're Yucatan is a place where we're used to houses, like houses better than apartments. Okay. But in the last few years, apartment ha has grown. Like develop apartment development developments have grown and have wow. increased. So you you saw it. You stayed at an Airbnb that was an apartment. Right. So because of this uh, protective laws, it's okay. really difficult today to get an apartment with gas. Oh. If, if they're new, I mean the older the old apartments are that they do have gas mm -hmm. but the new developments doesn't have it because of like these protective laws you need to make a lead a lot of a lot of to get like a lot of government uh permissions mm -hmm. to get gas and a lot of checkings you know like in a restaurant or stuff like that so it's difficult today to get gas and, and an apartment Oh. If it's new. Okay. Okay. But usually houses and new houses do have do have gas. Okay. I like that. So there's two options if you have gas. You can have like a fixed gas tank in the yeah, in the roof, like a fixed gas a gas tank is larger. And mm -hmm. you can get that the gas company to get to your home. And just fill it. Okay. It's expensive, not because, not be. I mean, gas is a little bit expensive for Mex for Mexicans, but mm -hmm. not because it's so expensive, but because it's a fixed and a large tank. So mm -hmm. you, every time you fill it, you maybe fill it once every three months or every four months. So it does take a lot. So it beca it becomes kind of expensive, maybe a hundred to hundred dollars. For every four months or something, if you don't have one of those, you do have like this mobile tanks. Mm -hmm. You saw you saw it. There are like ten and twenty liters or thirty liters, mm -hmm. and the gas companies. There's two options. The gas companies can get to your home and gives you one field and take the one you have. And every time, every time after that, you're gonna be exchanging gas tanks. So if you buy a new one, they're gonna they're gonna take the the new one you got and gives you give you a used one. It's common, but right. you know they ended up painting it, their color and everything. So I mean, it is what it is. Right. Or you can take your gas tank into the gas place. You just need to carry it. When they are empty, they are not that that heavy but but when they're filled they're heavier so i don't recommend the larger ones <laughs> maybe right. the middle ones because okay. i do i do carry them at the mm -hmm. beach houses because i in at the airbnb uh, airbnb i manage so i carry i carry the 20 liters so i know how much it it weighs <laughs> when it's filled and when it's not so i right. think that's like the top I can carry it. Mm -hmm. And I do have like a small one at home. So that's <laughs> going to help me. Okay. So explain how the water might work when someone's moving into a home. Um, 
how would they receive a bill or know a bill when they're coming, moving into their home? Well, yeah, I mean, it's important to, to tell people that every part of Mexico, every city has like different, different rules. Mm -hmm. Here in Merida, actually, we don't ask for, I'll, I'll get into the water. So as for the contract, you saw it. It's mm -hmm. different than, than other and that from another places in Mexico. Right. Here we don't we don't sign like a lease contract. We sign mm -hmm. another type of contract that doesn't have doesn't have quantities. Okay. So you saw it and we we sign like these pay orders before mm -hmm. you you sign the all the 12 pay orders for the mm -hmm. owner and every time you pay your rent you get one back right so actually when you get back i need to give you those so <laughs> so it's that's different we also and other places in mexico they made they make like a the lawyers do a research about you mm -hmm. we don't do it because that contract is different you pay, and for example, in Mexico City, you pay from for that investigation, mm -hmm. for for that research, mm -hmm. and if everything comes okay after that, you get your lease. Right. But here we don't do that because the contract is different, and the contract has these other these other rules. Mm -hmm. So actually, kind of don't need that. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing, and after. After that, you know, when you get uh, into the house, you should receive the electric bill, the water bill, maybe the, well, not exactly a gas because it's not a bill. You pay right. it, up, the gas you pay it up front, but water and electric, you pay it after. Okay. So you should, you should receive every time you, when you enter a home, you should receive that like on zero, like already paid. Right. So, or because you can go pay up to that day, I, even though it's like every two months, mm -hmm. you should receive, you should check that that's paid so you can start on zero. Okay. Also the garbage service. Okay. And not everybody has garbage service. And right, because some people have to take their own garbage out in other places, it all depends, right? Well, actually, the entire city has garbage service, but okay. you, could, you could decide not to pay it. I mean, it's really cheap, and you can... I mean, it's really cheap. Like, the entire year can cost $15 or something like it, or $20 the entire year. But, you know, the best thing you can do is, like, give tips to the garbage people. Because you that way you make sure that every time, even even though if you're not there or or you have like more bags than usual, because I don't know, you moved or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because it's supposed that you have like one bag or two garbage bags per day. The service, okay. you know, it's not like wow. ten garbage per day. Oh wow! But, so <laughs> yeah, so when people you know did a yard or something. Mm -hmm. of the jar they they can keep like garbages and take them out like one by one mm -hmm. because if not 
the people doesn't take it and leave them a few garbages there because you took out, I don't know, eight of them. But that's why I, I do keep <laughs> the garbage people. Okay. So they take, even, even though I take, I don't know, three bags, they take them because they are always like yelling at the street that garbage, garbage at night. So you right. hear them and went out or take your garbage out or give them tips. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's tipping just a dollar, two dollar. I mean, I tip a dollar. I don't tip more. <laughs> and they love me. <laughs> I get you. I understand. So, okay. Um, that's about that and the water and everything. That's what people need to know because a lot of people don't know that are actually coming there. And these are some of the questions that um, I've been asked uh, before, like, what do you do? How do you make it? Now, what I liked about you is you told you took me and you showed me where the laundry, uh, laundry was. Also, the local store was around the corner of uh, the park. I live across the street, like I told you guys from a park. Well, I got, she showed me the area so I would be familiar with the area. Um, that's what I like. And that what is actually in the neighborhood? I was asking her what was in the neighborhood, uh, the pharmacy, the grocery store. What is the name of the grocery store? You know, how to pronounce it. Um, these are key points that people might not know moving to a new area, uh, what to look for. So I really uh, appreciate all that help. So, what else did I wanted to say? Okay, because we're running down on time too. So it's actually good. <laughs> so if you have, um, I wanted to know about the disability laws. Is that, um, do y'all have something for people that have dis, uh, disabilities or handicap in, in Mexico laws? Mm, not much, actually. Okay. Not much. I mean, you do, we do have like special parking spots, mm -hmm. but sadly people doesn't uh, people doesn't respect them. There are a few places where they did get respect, mm -hmm. but usually you know like in maybe large malls or something because there are guards there, mm -hmm. they do respect them, but you know in everyday places they don't. Oh, that's sad. I know it is. Okay. So what are some of the attractions you feel that are in Merida that Merida has to offer? Well, actually I do it's not because it I mean it is because it's my home, but I do <laughs> I do love it and I'm seeing how a lot of people is moving here because I mean because the main the main attraction of Merida is the safety. Okay. Like Yucatan as a state has a has, I think the best safety in in all in all of Mexico. So there's a lot of people coming from, from, from the capital and from all other places that insecurity got, got bad. Wow. So, yeah, I mean the government invests a lot. Whenever it doesn't matter where you live in Merida, you always see like these cops. Uh, getting by in front of your home, you know, and there are a lot of policemen out there. Just give mm -hmm. me a minute. I need to plug in the electricity. Computer. 
Yeah. Okay. Give me just one second. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. So if you have any questions out there, people that are on there, let me know. Just have a question and we can ask. Sophia, so thank you for the questions I had prior to to ask about that. Okay, I'm back. Okay, no problem. So, um, well, that's another thing because in United States, if you see the police and they got flashing lights, on automatically we either put to the side or go to the side but that's normally the norm for the cops that actually have flashing lights yeah okay yeah it's it's kind of the same you know but i mean if you're at home you see if you're driving or you're at home you see a lot of policemen you know like just take you know look just passing by mm -hmm. i've heard from a not for a foreigner from a friend from Mexico City, one time I picked him up at the airport. Mm -hmm. From the airport to the hotel, we saw like five, like five policemen. Mm -hmm. It's a lot in a really small distance. So we do have a lot of, of policemen. I mean, I'm not saying they're the best, you know, but I'm just saying there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. and, and the local people, because we do have indigenous people here, we were we come from Mayan heritage, right? Like Mayan Mayan people are really, like really pacific and really, like good-hearted and really, you know, like genuinely good people. Mm -hmm. So because we come from that heritage, you know, like indigenous people and people. Do that don't don't live in Merida. Maybe live outside Merida in the small towns. There mm -hmm. are really warm and welcoming people. So that that makes that the general um, like Yucatecan people are like warm and they welcome you and they treat you really really good. You know, when you were in the street and you're, ah, oh, how do I get here? People answer you and try to help you. Right. <clears throat> so that's one thing. So uh, 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 also on top of the security or on the safety you feel, mm -hmm. um, we do have like a really, really good natural resources here. Mm -hmm. We do have this, well, also the beach is like 20 minutes away. Mm -hmm. It's really near. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. The second thing is that we have underwater. We have Sorry. water under the soil. So we have Not all these cenotes, you know, <laughs> yeah, we have this, <laughs> this underwater, it's not life, like underwater life, but it's cenotes and we, water here is like really close to, to the surface. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if you did want to get water from from your home. I mean, it's not like that, but if you start digging, you're gonna find water in like <laughs> five meters or something. It's like really close. So uh, uh, also also in Yucatan is where the meteorite that killed like dinosaurs mm -hmm. fell. So that made these, these other water cover caves. So that's a really good attraction. Okay. We have a lot of caves that cenotes, the 
a lot of them are open or closed and there's different different shapes of them so mm -hmm. that's like a really ecotouristic thing to do mm -hmm. and we were we we have like a lot of haciendas that are really old houses some of them are restored some of them are, are like destroyed but we have also these haciendas some of them are hotels or restaurants or places to go visit and it's it we're like really rich in touristic attractions downtown is colonial we have churches we have these old houses open to the public and a little some some museums you know one from mayan heritage one from like cultural diversity and and we were we were part of the Mexican conquest, so so these old houses they feel they feel kind of French architecture because we have a lot of influ French influence from that area, mm -hmm. and we're called the White City. Mm -hmm. So we do have a lot of cultural attractions. There's a lot to do. You can go to different beaches. You're really close to Chichen Itza. You can so the go see ro ruins or haciendas or just hang out at nature. And so we we do, don't have mountains and stuff, but because we're a little flat state, <laughs> but we are, but like, it's a really great place to visit and we're not that much on the map. Like other places at Cancun that the attraction is beach. You know, right. that the, the beaches here are really, I feel them they are really beautiful, but mm -hmm. they're not as we picture them as Cancun. They're different because we're not Caribbean, we are Gulf. Okay. So they are different, but we do have a lot of things to do, like touristic things to do. So the cuisine, let's talk about the cuisine because there's different cuisines. People think, oh, well, you go to Mexico and all you're going to do is eat Mexican cuisine. And it's not Tex-Mex. It's real Mexican cuisine, yes. um, <laughs> which is different, which I like. So tell us about the different cuisines that are there that are actually in Mirena. Well, I, I like to start to say that in different regions of Mexico, we have different cooking right. because we have different indigenous heritage. Right. We come from a, a lot of different uh, different Indian people that were different, uh, different weather, different customs, different way of dressing, different, you know, and weather does affect a right. lot of different fruits. In, in different parts of Mexico. We used to right. have, well, I mean, we, we do have like a local avocado, like a big local avocado different from the small black one. We have right. a big green one. So, so flavors are different Mexican white. Here at Merida, we have a, it's kind of funny, we have some Dutch influence Mm -hmm. Because there's a really traditional, traditional local dish that is made with Dutch cheese. Mm. We, because we we were closer to the frontier down south, you know, in Belize and Guatemala, so we were mm -hmm. close to there, and we used to have a lot of imports 
rather than from the capital. So right. we're, we were by land, we are far from the capital, but we were really close to the, to the, yeah, to the frontier with Belize and Guatemala. So that, that, and also imports came from Cuba to the, you know, to the ports, to the sea. So we had this kind of influence and this Dutch cheese is an example of it. Mm -hmm. So we, we like the main, the main meat with here is, is, is pork. Mm -hmm. It's our main meat on like pork and turkey. And we do have like this, uh, this local dishes made with deer because we used to have a lot of deers back then. Wow. Yeah. There's this local deer meat, the this okay. deer. So, so, and also like we have like pork, pork breathing. So breathing. So it's like the most cheap meat here and people are really used to eat them, to eat it. So a lot of, a lot of the dishes are made with pork mm -hmm. with, made with pork in this same, you know, this same pot meats, this same pot uh, food that you mm -hmm. put, in, you put everything in it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, like one dish. We have yeah. a lot of them. And we use this achiote a lot, this red, this red condiment made from achiote. Right. And we use it in a lot of, we use it in like in cochinita, in chicken, in, I don't know, we, have, for example, at Christmas, we don't, we don't cook like a stuffed turkey. We cook like a, it's not stuffed, it's mm -hmm. just red on the outside and we do it in, like in charcoal, like a grill. Okay. You know, and it's like, I know it's not juicy, it's kind of dry. Crunchy? Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's not <laughs> crunchy exactly, but you cook it on the grill, uh, like an entire turkey. You oh, cook okay. it on the grill, so it's not as juicy because because you don't fill in with with you know with juice. It's just like a dry. But you do make because you cook it first. Mm -hmm. You made like turkey broth. Okay. So you eat that with the turkey broth. I mean, it's just an example. And the, the season, the seasoning of the turkey is with achiote. So it's different. And I mean, Yucatecan food is, I think, one of the top three or four in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Like it's really there are dishes that are, no, are known like Mexican-wide and different places. They're not, they don't taste the same if you try them some right. other places, of course. Right. But we do have this special way of cooking. We have these four, these four seasonings like already made, and there are four different colors. These mm -hmm. seasonings are the closest thing I can say about the seasonings is they're like mole. But mole is not from Yucatan, but it's right. but it's kind of looks like the same mm -hmm. because it's a mix of spices. And a lot of things that you you use them, you only add salt, and you use okay. it in different in different in different plates according mm -hmm. to what you're gonna cook. 
in one of them you mix two of them but it's the main stuff it's like this heavy like this heavy mix and you have to like to ah you have to i don't know put it like in broad mm -hmm. to use it and kind of i don't know how to explain it but these four <laughs> these four mix of spices are like the 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 foundation of yucatecan food because everything you do local you do it with these spices okay. one of them one of them is the one from achote that is they are called recados so these recados there are four of them there's the the one the one that is that is red and is for cochinita and and chick and pollo asado and you use them is like the most famous one okay there's another one that's black it's made wow. with like with toast chili like a local chili mm -hmm. that it's toast so it's black Mm -hmm. So you put it, and it's like a broth, like a you eat it like in like in a soup with the meat, but it's black. Mm -hmm. Wow! And there's another one that is made from the pumpkin seed, so it's green. Oh! And there's another okay. one that is like the regular one for, you know, for any beef at the <laughs> at the stove. Okay. So that's the main, and how to use them. And which one are good, and in which town they make the better one, um, and that stuff is what made like the foundation of Yucatecan food. See, and that's good because people—that's what I wanted you to talk about—was Yucatecan food because uh, it's good. I, my first, we were there. We went and got our turkey lime soup at um, Susana's. Mm -hmm. Su Susana. Susana. It's really so good. Like, oh, how's it love? Um, but then, you know, I like different things, and that's what I liked. And then I was telling you about the green drink, um, chai, chaya. chai, chaya. And it's not what people think. At first, I thought it was going to be the chai seeds, the, the chai seeds, but it's not. It's the green powder. So I need to find out, did you ask your mom about that, or did you forget about it? About the chaya, where to get it? Yes. You know something? The best way to get it is to 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 plant one at home. I swear. Okay. Chaya <laughs> is I yeah, she used to have she used to have like this small chaya. It became huge, like a tree. It's this not okay. a tree, it's like a bush. Mm -hmm. But the I think the closest one to chaya, the closest relative to chaya. Mm -hmm. is spinach. Like oh. spinach. Yeah, I think it's the closest one. But because of chaya, the same thing with spinach happens. You know that it, if you fry them, it becomes like little and mm -hmm. the the flavor is not exactly, but you know, if you see them, they're like these big leaves. Mm -hmm. So there's, a, there's really similar, you know, looking to spinach when they're fresh. But okay. chaya in another uh, another area of Mexico, uh, chaya has this thing that you just you can't just grab it because it itches. Oh. You need to ask permission to grab it. Okay. So, you know, and in other places of Mexico, uh, the same 
the same plant or the same bush is called like bad woman or something something like it because yeah i swear yeah that, i swear so <laughs> that because if you just pass by and it, it touches your skin if you don't ask, ask permission it itches a lot wow okay spiritual see that that's a spiritual aspect that's really good so um with that in the food i love that and the connection and the herbs because i was trying to tell people about there's homopathic care there's yucatan um yucatan um uh, uh, pharmacy or a buy-in pharmacy versus the regular pharmacy do you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah there are homeopathic cares here is yeah they use yeah if i if i have to describe it it's like a mix like an old way a mix of sugar alcohol and some some I do think they have different, yeah, like different plants or something. But every, every, all of them, like, no matter what, which care are you looking for, mm -hmm. they put it in alcohol and sugar. So I, all, there's always these little, like, sugar balls. Mm -hmm. Like sugar balls, you know, mixed with alcohol. So you can treat there's a lot of people that treat themselves that way right and also you can find these other like other uh, other philosophies like coming here because Merida has grown you know like Ayurveda and that kind of stuff that they're not yeah. originally from here right and do sense. they have spiritual places and a rainforest we don't have a rainforest <laughs> because I, as I told, we are like uh, tropical, like a trop tropical area. So we do have like a lot of palm trees. It's, and we are really flat. So, I mean, like all the, all the open spaces are like narrow, narrow rainforest, like really, yeah, like really narrow trees. We don't have these big, tall trees. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's it's like tropical foresters. I don't know exactly if that's, that's the way it's called. I do know it's tropical, but it's not, I, I don't think it's rainforest. I think it's just like forest. Mm -hmm. um, like spiritual places. I mean, we do have, we do have, I'm sorry, I think I just went out for a second. We do have, we used to have this because of Mayan heritage and Mayan ruins. We mm -hmm. do have a lot of ruins here. They're mm -hmm. like from Chichen Itza, Uxmal, Mayapan, Ekbalam. We have a lot of them. And they used to be like spiritual places from for the Mayans. Mm -hmm. I do think like my personal favorite is called Uxmal. I do think that the energy there is like more beautiful than Chichen Itza because mm -hmm. it's kind of foresty. Okay. kind of and it's a little bit and the the pyramid is like larger it's not as you know as decorated mm -hmm. as Chichen Itza and the spiritual places we used to have are those cenotes cenotes were a place where Mayan sacrifices were made 
So when they start finding cenotes, mm -hmm. they start like discovering all these, you know, remainings and skulls and jewelry because they used to be like a sacred, they used to be sacred places. Okay. So, and actually there, there are, um, it's, it's not salt water. It's, it's sweet water, uh, uh, right way of saying it. Sweet water. I mean, it, for us, it's like salt water and sweet water, but in Spanish. Okay. You know, like a like a river that is not salt water. Okay. So cenotes are like that. So I do think that cenotes are maybe okay. because the connection of nature, because it's water. I do think that when you get into one of them, it feels like really like you get out like really clean. Yeah, spiritual. I think it's a spiritual experience. I had a great time. Um, and I was there in the, in the water. We just went from place to place to place. Um, we went to three cenotes in one day on the shoes, and it was in Hama. 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 Okay. Yeah. So um, I like that. And we ate afterwards. So that was good too. But, and I want to go again, and I probably will. But I want to visit some other uh, cenotes. I just like the water. I'm a water person, but then I like Progresso Beach. Um, well water. Well water. What's the question about well water? What about well water? Well water. I think that's but that's under the ground. Um, I think that's what he's asking about well water. Um, do you know anything about well water? I don't know what that term means actually. Well, water is like when somebody up here in America, they go down and they dig deep. They consider that in their house. They consider that well water, like a well with okay. fresh water is coming up. So they would consider that well water and they can pump that okay. and use it for their house. I mean, we do have that. A lot of houses, a lot of houses that doesn't have like water, like tubed water. Mm -hmm. then what you do is that you build like a, yeah, like you dig down. Mm -hmm. You do these treatment things or whatever, and you get water from the ground. Wow. That's really a really regular place, like on beach houses like that are far away. This is also something like that you do. Wow. And also, yes. cenotes, it's important to make that, that they're like underground. Yes. So we yes. do have this, a lot of underground water in all the state. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. I love it. So I, I, I like the cenotes. Had fun, fun, fun for me. So, okay. Because we're like down to like five minutes. I can't believe it. We're almost done. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> and you're doing an excellent job. So Thank you. You um, too. So I have a, an excellent teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so that means I can get you on again. <laughs> Yeah, so, of um, I want to, I'm going to definitely I have all your information, you guys, down at the bottom. So I want to, you know, just to say this, if you like the content, please subscribe. And if you want to know when we put out shows, what you need to go is at the top of the button, hit the bell, have you subscribe, and you'll get notices when each show is coming out. Since I'm always doing shows at different times, um, I know tomorrow I have another show to do. 
um, which is, you know, is not really normal. Usually I'm on here on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, Ori will be back next week. That's Coffee with Ori. He will be back next week. Um, so look forward to Ori coming back and you do Coffee with Ori. Um, and he'll probably tell you about his experience um, over abroad, um, him coming back. So that was that. So um, again, are the mountains cold? Um, are the mountains cold? I don't know. Um, I I think going towards North Mexico was cold. So <laughs> I don't know. We didn't, I didn't see any mountains. Uh, was there mountains? Here, no. here we don't have any. No, okay. Like so any, because we live like, I don't know, two, three meters from the sea, you know, like up, right. really close. And there's a lot of part of a lot uh, another part of Mexico that is like beach and mountains is in the other on the other coast. Right. We are we are on the east coast. So in the west coast, you do have like mountains next to the beach, you know, like these spectacular views mm -hmm. down down at Baja. But we are like yeah. really flat. So you know and we don't even have like tall buildings yet. So I don't want tall buildings. I think that would be a nightmare. You do have tall buildings. You have that, uh, what is that? The mall, the lifestyle mall. What is that mall called? The lifestyle mall, whatever that mall is. That's a tall I mean, building. Like, there are like three, you know? Oh. So we're really flat and really close <laughs> to, the, to the beach, but every, all this, all this area is really flat. Mm -hmm. So when you go on, not, not only flat, like, you know, like roads and highways, mm -hmm. I like, are, are like one line, like really straight lines. So you get a little bit bored when you go to Cancun by car because it's like a straight line. So, <laughs> yeah. so take a nap or take a bus. <laughs> yeah, I swear. Yeah. I like that. So, okay. So you guys, we will see you next week and I will be talking to you guys later. So I want to say peace and blessings and say bye-bye for now. Bye. Thank Hello, everyone. I am Dr. D with Food Alchemy Network. This is a live broadcast. I am bringing you Ms. Barbara Blanco, straight, a Yucatan native, as well as a Mirada native. She's the CEO of Mirada Moves and also an attorney. So if y'all have any questions, put them in the comment box. So that's for my Facebook fans, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Um, if you want, I will be putting up a number later and you can call in with questions. Um, if you have questions, let me know if you want to be heard on live and I'll be sure to put you on live with that number and that will be provided during the screen. So without further ado, welcome. How are you? Are you talking with me? I don't know. I know you're talking with your people. Hi, how are you? Fine. We're great. Okay. Say hola. Hola, como esta? 
So, okay, you guys. So that that's um, she also speaks English. I want you to let you know she also speaks Spanish. Hi. Some people are like, okay, they don't know. So uh, Merida is a Spanish-speaking country. Well, Merida is the, the city. Yucatan is the state. So Mexico, you know, is a Spanish-speaking country. Um, so they also learn English from my girlfriend in elementary school and sometime college. I'm not quite sure. Is that true? Yeah, well, I mean, mostly all the schools here, they they give you, I mean, you know, they teach you English like a, a one of their um, subjects. So, yes, you can. Usually the private ones are the better ones. Now, almost all the schools, the private ones are bilingual, you know, so they're more strong. So for me, I get the basic in the school and uh, I just need to practice, you know. So when I'm start to working with expats like uh, four years ago, I practice more. And that's when I'm a little bit more fluent in English. So that's why. Okay, awesome, awesome. So, um... I'm going to ask you, you know, who are you? So explain to the people who you are. I just just gave a blank. Yeah, um, so I'm Barbara Blanco from Merida Moves. That's my company, Merida Moves. Uh, I created this company like a four years ago just for um, help expats to move here to Merida. So actually, this is a fun story because I met an, an expat uh, like a four years ago. She's my best friend now. Um, but I met her and she just got a problem with a contract. Um, because, you know, here in Mexico, we need to sign contracts in Spanish and it's a lot of a different there in the United States. So she got some problems with her, with the people in the house. So I helped her to get an out for that contract because she don't want to stay there anymore. So we get in the, the deposit back and all this stuff. So she was so um, thankful, you know, so she told me why you don't do this for a living, you know, and I'm saying, what do you mean? Uh, because after that, I help her to find a house. So we do, you know, their, their, their house hunting and all this stuff. So she fell in love to the house. And I help her to review the new contract. And I help her to, to do the, um, you know, the deposit and all this stuff and reading the contract, all that things. So she told me, why you don't do this like a business, you know, for living? And I'm saying, what do you mean? And she said, oh, you know I mean, you can help expat, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, you know, that's a great idea. So that's what we started doing, you know. So my my best friend now is was my first client. Wow, congratulations. So you've been in business four years just out of just helping someone develop a business, which is um, outstanding. Um, so what are some of the things that you wanted your company to do for Made a Moves? What was the goal? My goal is just make everyone that go through us falling in love to Merida. This is my goal. You know, I'm, this is also a funny story. I mean, I'm plenty, I have a plenty of funny stories. So um, originally I'm local, you know, so I live here, I born, raised and, and be here all my life. But honestly, at the beginning, I don't like my city, you know, I mean, I always have that itchy, you know, that I want to travel, I want to know more, more cities, I want to, you know, live in abroad in a different country. So I'm gonna start to looking, you know, online, what places can be cheaper, you know, for moving and guess what, the first one is 
um, Mexico. So I'm like, okay, so I'm already here. <laughs> so, um, and then when I start to work with expats, so I actually fallen in love again to my city through their eyes, you know, because they show me, you know, I mean, how awesome is Merida and how amazing it is. I, you know, sometimes you take it for granted because you live here all your life, so you don't notice that things. So, but they actually show me, you know, so I'm actually awake and see, you know, this is an amazing city. We have a lot of expats, foreign years for all around the world. And also we have Mexican expats, you know, from different parts of Mexico, they're moving here. So I'm like, okay, so everyone is moving here. So that's a reason, you know? So that's why um, I'm gonna start to learn more and refine and actually re-in-love to my city again. And now that's my goal, you know, all the people can see and how beautiful it is. And of course, made the transition super easy. You know, I know how stressful could be moving abroad you know moving for a different country that you don't speak the language and you don't know nothing about it you know like how the people work and how the people you know their their customs and all this stuff so for us make that transition easy and actually make connection between the people so they can actually have here uh, a tribe, you know so they can have some connection and then make a group that's our goal you know Almost all my clients become friends after being our clients, and we like to connect them with each other. So and that way, you know, they can feel comfortable. I know that a bad uh, experience at the beginning can just ruin you all the experience, you know, the whole experience, and you can actually hate the city just because that. So we don't want that, you know. We want to give you the first good view of Merida and us locals and in that way you think you know this city actually works that's good that's beautiful that's really beautiful so tell us a little bit about Merida what are some of the attractions that you will appreciate coming to Merida well, first of all, we are the safest city in the whole Mexico, the whole country. We are the number one and the number, I think, two or three in the whole world. We are just behind to Quebec. I think so. So actually, that's an, uh, and they do in a, in a questionnaire, you know, and then we are positioned in the second in the second uh second or the third place at the like the most safest city in the world so that's one thing you know we are we are really um safe city and then also we are a family i mean i'm talking about the whole mexico honestly but especially merida is so family and and uh, kids friendly like um all the restaurants that we have here, almost all the restaurants have um, their playgrounds. And that way you can come with your kids, you know, and then just take a breath a little bit, take your, your piña colada or some cocktail, and then just leave the kids in their playground. And then you can be, you know, just enjoy yourself a little bit. So we are a really safe and family friend um, city. And also we are close to Cancun and Playa, which is that area is a little bit more tourist, but we are close, you know, so you actually can jump in a bus and be there just in four hours. That's what we do, you know, so we live here, but we, we came there just for, for vacations. So you can have actually an, an all-inclusive 
five stars hotel, you know, really cheap, and then just spending the weekend there, which is just far hours away from us, and then come back here, which the rents are more affordable and the price of living is much more affordable. And then we also have beaches close by here. So I'm gonna say that we have almost everything. You know, we have the culture thing, we have the ruins, we have the sinkholes, the cenotes that are just, you know, all the people are getting amazing as soon as they go through one cenote. So it's a beautiful, and we have more than 5,000 here, you know, so if you already visit one, just know they still have 4,099 for visit again, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, Mexico, Merida is the best city for, for live, you know, and especially with these things, also with these pandemic things, because, you know, we can, we, we need to acknowledge the reality that we are living now with the COVID thing and all this stuff. So our city are being really careful about that too, you know, so I don't know. I mean, everyone ha can have their own opinion, but at least the Mexican or the Yucatecan people are really respectful. So, I mean, even if you have different opinions about the COVID or not, you know, so the, the people are gonna follow the rules, you know, so they're gonna follow the rules. And then if you, they're gonna respect you also. And then, you know, they're gonna, uh, well, basically it's that, you know, respect you and then just, just um, you know, be friendly. That's good we everybody wants to live in a friendly place so there's different parts of Merida. um you got central you got south you got north you got east you got west so tell me about the different parts like going towards south uh Merida. so Merida, i mean we have north and south and west and east and west you know so right. and then of, of course central which is downtown so mostly all the people i was to try to find in a, in a map but i couldn't find them so um basically the the way the the merida is distributed i mean i don't know if you see it this is a map of merida i see it okay so if you divide a map from the half and you go to the up, that is the north, you know? So basically this is where the most um, fancy uh, neighborhoods are, you know? So I divide the north and the half because the one of their streets they go in the middle is this street they go exactly in the middle. It's kind of like a divide the, the city and the half. That is the street that if you take and go forward you're gonna go at the in the beach in 30 minutes you know so okay. um i divide the city and the half so from the half of the city to the right side is the north is the north and over the, the fancy part of the north that's how i call fancy part of the north so over there you're gonna have beautiful <laughs> restaurants you know people with money live there i mean when i'm talking about fancy i'm not talking about fancy you know like a, a in a bad way no, <laughs> you know, so people will have some money incomes and they can afford certain type of rents, you know, so for me, I cannot afford a 20,000 pesos rent, but some Mexicans can, you know, so they live in the fancy part of the north. So over there, um, you can find more coffee shops and more restaurants, more, more, you know, exclusive restaurants and, and 
convenient things, you know, stores more, a little bit more expensive. So that area is super cool, it's super safe, and also looks really new. I mean, it's the newer part also, and modern, that's super modern. So from the 60th Street to the left, I call that area the affordable part of the north. So that area is where mostly of the locals, they, they don't have too much money, they can live there, you know, the, 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 um, the locals. So, and that area is super funny because it's so close to the malls and everything, so you can have access to that, but also you can have access to the tacos, you know, so the, the restaurants with their, um, the tacos and the tortitas and the gorditas and all, all the Mexican things, you know, so that would be um, a restaurant, improved restaurants, I don't know if you know, but in that area, you can rent in a house and you can actually open your your um, your restaurant there in the first floor and then you can live in the second floor, you know? So that's more more family, you know? So that have more, more local sense. So that's happened in that area. And then we have the, the Poniente and the Oriente, which is the South and the West. And depending on the area, that will be how gonna look that areas the south is more and down over there is leave the people i'm not gonna say poor people but i'm gonna say the people that don't have too much income you know the, the mexicans that live day by day so over that area is a little bit more ugly and i'm gonna say a little bit more dangerous when I'm talking about dangerous, I'm not talking about somebody going to kill you there. You know, no. But if you walk around in that area at 2 a.m., just walking in the streets, might some people come out and take your cell phone. You will loan your cell phone and never give you back. Certain that type of things, you know. So I'm, I'm not saying that it's really dangerous, you know. But, again, it's not so nice and it's not so beautiful either. So um i'm not gonna recommend it living in the south just because first of all most of the people there do if you go to the north probably you have more probabilities to find somebody that is speaking english over there in the south i don't think so at all you know so i'm not talking bad about the city i'm just saying you know the city has certain parts and mm -hmm. of course you're gonna need to be more careful in the south than of course in the north but okay it is what it is, you know, so, and then we have the downtown, and the downtown is really funny because it's the most beautiful, ugly thing in the world, you know, because um, downtown is nice, and it's, of course, it's for tourists, you know, so first of all, the rentals over there, I mean, we don't have houses for rent, most of the houses there are Airbnb. And that will be crazy expensive, you know, mostly all the owners in the central area, it's our expats, expats that bought houses a couple of years ago, they renovate in a beautiful and stunning way, and now they're rented for expats. So that means crazy expensive. Of course, beautiful, but expensive, you know? So. Right. For example, you can get a two bedrooms, two bathrooms house in Centro for 25,000 pesos, and you can get in a four bedrooms with pool and garden in the north for the same amount. You know, so it's like a, eh. Right. And of course, that will be more loudy. You have more, more um, crowdy, loudy, and a lot of buses pass by all the time. So 
I'm gonna say the centro is amazing for visit if you're gonna come to visit. For live, it's not for all people. Right. So people that I have, some clients love centro, so I'm not gonna lie, but some people don't. So that's gonna depend on you, you know, but it's, it is, I mean, depends on the taste of each people, that will be if you're gonna like or not, but mostly of the parts over there are really cool. And um, sometimes it's centro is the whole downtown, downtown, but you need to be careful about where is oriented the house that you are looking for because if that house is oriented to the sound, yes, it is centro, but it's ugly. And if that house is oriented to the north, yes, it is centro, but it's the nice part, you know. So even in centro, you have difference. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. And uh, so tell me, um, are there galleries in uh, Merida? Are there galleries? Are there uh, like trying to like, besides the tacos, besides the food, uh, you know, you can go to the beach, um, but you got to travel, like you said, 20, 30 minutes, all depends on where you're coming from, from Merida. So, um, what are some of the museums, if you have them in art galleries, what are they? Yeah, well, most of the museums and art galleries are in Centro. That's, I mean, especially art galleries. Museums, we have a couple of, a little bit more in the north, but mostly of the galleries are in Centro, you know, because that's where where the, the tourists are. They're beautiful, you know, they're super fancy. Merida is actually one of their um, most cultural, places you know our governor just all the all the time is it's just pushing up um, a lot of um i'm gonna say events cultural events you know so we have a lot of that things you know and uh, about history about what's better before covid honestly now we are just start to again you know step by a step uh, again um the governor is allowed again all these events but not so i mean that many like before covid they're having a little bit careful now but yes still we have events we have our galleries everything is open now and uh just in we are just jumping to the green light in this uh this month so the governor say that by january they're gonna allow the you know the, the concerts and the big uh, events and all this stuff. So we're, I think we're almost um, there in the normality, you know? Right. Well, it's going to be a new normal, just like yeah. you're going into the, uh, to the store, yeah. to the, what is it? Into the gallery, they take your, your temperature. And I'm like, okay, supposing I'm running a fever that day and because it, it's hot outside, you want to take my temperature and thinking it's, I got COVID. So some of it I think is stupid, but they do that here. I have to tell a lady, please do not point that at my head. Do you even know what that is? Do you even know what that contains? You point it to my wrist. So what I do is I go, look, this is what you do. You're not going to point it at my head. This is my brain. And guess what? That is still like electronics. And, and the lady just looked at me like, huh? I was like, okay. I'm not speaking very well. They don't understand. So they're not even given proper training. Okay, you do this and you take people's temperature. At least that's what I experienced since I've been in America. And I just told the lady, I was like, hold up. And she looked at me and I was like, this is what you're going to do. 
I was like, I have no problem. I said, even if you want, I will bring my own and I can take my temperature right there, let you see it. And then she looked at me like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that one. So um, with that being said, I like Merida. I like the different parts of Merida. I have friends that live in the South. I have friends that live in the North. I have friends that live in the Central. Um, and I think I live in the North. Yeah, I live in Las Americas in the North, right? Or is that kind of? Yeah, Las Americas in the North is the affordable part of the North, but it's actually outside Periferico, you know, Periferico okay. is the faster yeah. road around the whole city, you know, so it's like a, the highway. Okay. So areas outside Periferico are slightly different than inside the city. But yes, we consider Las Americas the north, just in the in the side of the affordable part of the north. But yes, it's not. okay. So I like that. Um, so like I said, it all depends on what you're looking for too. Um, I do like uh, the stores. Um, what I don't like is what is that Harbor Lifestyle Mall? Um, I don't like that. <laughs> well, you know, I'm gonna say the Merida have a place for everyone, you know. So even houses or malls, you know. So we have fancy malls, yes, we have it, you know. So mm -hmm. a lot of people with a lot of money live here, and I'm not talking about expats, I'm talking about Mexicans. So yes. um you can say that if you go uh just walking in the north, you can see a Tesla car just, you know, going there and just driving for somebody and a Lamborghini and all this stuff. So a lot of people with money live here, you know. But the beauty of the city is we have a place for everyone. So yeah. we have fancy like a harbor or la isla and we have medium like a mall aldabrisa mall or galerias and we have affordable like a plaza fiesta and plaza las americas so we have a place for everyone i didn't even know that okay so see you're educating me too so <laughs> so i got some places to visit so okay what else was the other question so now we done got about merida and move. Tell me what your company does exactly. Like, what is the process of when a person uh, they contact you? What is what is something that you do? Uh, we offer different service. So uh, I have a lot of clients for different things. So everything that is about to move to Merida we can help you, you know? So we offer immigration process, we offer a visa process, we offer a house hunting pro and package so the people that are already, already ready to move, they can just call us, you know, and then we can just set up for them uh, and uh, move to Merida package, you know, as house hunting package. And we actually gonna do, I mean, I think that the last time that we did a record, I, I talked about the house hunter international. So right. you see already that program, I mean, commercial, we've been there in one of the chapters the last season, but it's like that, you know, so we're gonna pick you up, we're gonna drop you on the places, we're gonna be with you during the whole process, we're gonna give you advices about this place, the other place, blah, 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 just in House Country, just three, we're gonna visit 
pretty much about 12 places or so. So until you say no more, we're gonna keep visiting places so you find something that you like. And then we're gonna help you do the, uh, the, the uh, contract process. We're gonna help you uh, to review the contract. We're gonna help you to, to go, um, you know, secure the place, lock the place, set up some some um, services that you need. You know, some some um, like internet or something like that. So all the process is for the people that are ready to move. We work really really fast, and maybe you know already the renters here move really fast too. So a place that you see today, if you don't take that place, maybe that place will be gone tomorrow. So um, that's why we find places for our clients in pretty much one week. So we help them to move really, really fast. And uh, beside that, we also offer uh, and tours. So for the people that are not ready to move, we offer a pre-move tour and we offer a neighborhood tours. So and that way they're gonna know more about the city and the places before they actually take the decision to move. So uh, we offer all that stuff and, and we are kind of like implementing a new tours for the next week, the next week, sorry, the next year, that that will be uh, we're gonna so we're gonna actually add it an emblematic places to Merida like a parks and in church and give you some story about the city you know and we're gonna do that we're gonna implement that tour the next year and also the beach tours too because here we have a lot of beaches you know I mean pretty much I mean just I can't remember more than 15 beaches so we're gonna actually tour some of these beaches you know so that people can see how close we are from the beach and then don't freak out about living in the city and you know because it's the easy their access to the beach is really easy so that's some of their their um service that we offer but honestly we do everything i mean i have clients that hire me for for op helping to open Mexican accounts, to go to the bank, go to their to their um, doctors for translate, whatever you need, they can help you to be more comfortable and actually make more easy your move here. We provide the service. That's cool. See, that's that's a well-rounded service that uh, people are definitely looking for. So. Um, what else was that? So you you explained a different process for a temporary residency um, and the permanent residency. So what would a visa? So how would someone you suggest come in to start their visa process? Uh, what do you do to work with them? Are there requirements that you need uh, for them to work with you for that before, like, say, temporary residency or permanent residency? Well, that's not my requirements. That's immigration requirements. Right, so right, right. visas and visa process have a different types, you know. So if you want to come to Merida and you are a tourist, the only thing that you're going to need is your passport. So um, you can come here with your passport. Just take your passport, take your flight fly here to the airport and as soon as you cross the border they're going to give you a uh, tourist visa that visa going to allow you to stay in the country for 180 days 
So uh, that's the first visa, you know, the basic visa. So you can be here for six months pretty much. And then if you want to stay here more longer, you can actually um, now with the COVID thing, they allow to to um, extend that visa, you know. So after the six months, if you don't want to leave, you can extend that visa for other six months, just doing a process in immigration. We can help you with that too. And um but if you need to leave, I mean, if, if you don't want to stay, you can just fly out and that's it. That's the their the, the first visa, you know. Um, before COVID, actually, for that visa, you actually need to leave the country after the 180 days and just do, you know, you can do the quick run to, I don't know, any country outside Mexico, go to Cuba, go to Chile, go to United States, if you want to, any place, you know, and then come back. But uh, now, like I'm saying, they're allowed to extend the visa if you don't want to leave. So they're kind of like a more, more um, careful about that. But this is just for COVID immigration actually is really uncertain. So they change things every year. So we don't know what's going to happen with this visa the next year. But this is the basic visa, actually. You know, so everyone that come here for the first time pretty much got the 180 days. And after that, we have the, the temporary or the permanent visa. So the difference between one and the other is only two. Um, temporary, you're going to need to to renew every year. I mean, you need to do that visa for one year and then you can renew for three years in a row and then you can jump into the permanent. And um, and for the permanent, as soon as they got you the permanent, I mean, that's done. You, that's the only thing that you're going to need to do and then you can stay here forever you want. But the difference between the two is... Um, Usually they give you the temporary to the people that don't have too much income to prove. Basically, got a, a visa here in Mexico is about income. So how many, how much money you make every month, how much money you have in your saving account. And, you know, so basically for you don't come here and take our jobs. Yeah, you know, everyone wants to earn pesos. So but basically it is what it is you know so that's why um the people i mean immigration asking you certain requirements for for make the visa so the difference between one or the other will be the money that you make and your age usually don't allow to permanent visa to younger people you need to have more than i think 55 or 60 years old and of course good income. So that is uh, the difference. For that visas, you need to do this tramit outside Mexico. So don't need to be in United States. You can do in any Mexican embassy, but outside Mexico. But of course, if you live in United States, it will be more easy to do it there. And you only need to ask an appointment to your embassy, your closest embassy, Mexican closest embassy, ask an appointment, and then show your paperwork there. So as soon as they approve you there, they're going to stamp your passport with their visa. It's a green visa. They're going to stamp you and your passport. And when you cross the border, they're going to give you the paper, the, the, the tourist paper they give you everyone. But instead, they say 180 days, you're, yours going to say 30 days. So that means that you have 30 days for finally sign. How do you say finalizer, the, the process? Finalization. Yeah. So <laughs> you're going to need to go to immigration and then just, you know, make their, their uh, small, quick process and then um of course getting your your green card and it's green card because it's actually green you know <laughs> i'm not 
making jokes about green card Mexican Americans, but it's because it's, it's green. So they give you the, the, the green card and, and that's it. Basically is when your process done. So for do the second part here, some people hire uh, helpers like us, we, we do this help. And so people hire lawyers. You actually don't need a lawyer if you already have the pre-approved visa. You know, it's a really easy process. And it's just because it's a little bit um, complicated. The, the immigration website is a little bit complicated. And you're going to be shocked, but mostly of the people, I mean, they work in immigration and the office, they don't speak English. So it's a little bit difficult language barrier that they explain you what do you need to do and where do you need to go to a website and actually fill the correct paper because it's like a 200 different process there, you know. So if you actually fill the wrong paper, they're going to make you come back and come back, come back, come back until you find the good one, you know? So that's why some people hire us, I mean, the helpers to, to go through this process. Like I'm saying, you don't need to be a lawyer. Some people get freaked out and, and, you know, hire lawyers. And I'm a lawyer, but we don't charge like a lawyer this process, you know? We charge like a helper. So I know some lawyers charge a little bit more, but that's going to depend, you know? whatever how you feel comfortable but we have a lot of people they do this process here and i can recommend i mean we do this process but also like a, we're talking about the, the vicky hillman and yucatan expats and they actually great too so you know they do this process too so it is really easy you know that second part is really easy so and now it, it's just this year, they allow us some weird visa that we call that the COVID visa because for the people that have been traveled Merida, and I mean to Merida or Mexico in general, not Merida, Mexico in general since the 2019, they are allowed to that people if you come here since the 2019 and you never leave or you are traveled, you know, back and forward, back and forward, but your first entry was in the 2019 or you um doing you know the extended six months six months six months since 2019 uh, now they're allowing one visa a temporary visa there is for four years you know this is an special visa the mexican immigration are allowing i'm just guessing just for make some money from the tourists that are staying here so just where they be legal and then getting some money um but that visa is super I mean, I'm saying funny because they allow you that visa right away. You know, you don't need to prove income. You, know, you don't need to show anything. Just, you know, prove that you are already going back and forward with your with your card. They have registered in their system. So you can um, just go there, pay the fines and pay the fees and get your four years temporary visa, which I think is a little bit unfair, you know, for the people that are doing the process in the legal way. But... It is good for the people that have been here since the 2019. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. So we talked about that. So my other question is, after you do that process, now I know some people actually stand in line for people to get their process work. Uh, do you do that too? Like you go in there, get the process work for them. So the only thing they have to do is come back and take their picture. 
Yeah, actually we do in different way. You know, it's two, the, the helpers doing two different things. I mean, two different ways and they can fill the paper by themselves and put in them right of responsibles, you know, and then they go to the immigration, they do all the process and then you show when you take the pictures. We do a different way. We fill all the paperwork online. We get in everything, you know, in the moment we make the appointment for you. We go to the appointment with you. We give you all the papers that are really filled and all the fines that will be already paid and then we wait for you outside until you come back with your visa pretty much in one day wow that's cool that's cool that is amazing i like that okay so all right so that like yeah that's what i'm learning different process so that's good uh what was the other question uh someone asked me uh yesterday oh my gosh my brain i'm tired too uh we know about that. So um, everybody, there's different um, American embassies in different countries. So even if you're not in America and you want to get a visa, I was told that all you got to do is go to the American embassy and just find out the guidelines um, for that embassy because each embassy even in each different state in the United States is different. The income requirement is different in each state. So it's going to be different in each country. So that is something that you want to look into and what is actually feasible or, you know, works for you. So yeah, uh, that's some advice. So you might want to look outside. You might, it might be better to go to an, a neighbor country instead of doing it in the United States. Um, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> some people, what was that? Wow. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, that, that is the big and small of it, of, you know, being there of getting that because it makes a difference at one embassy, it's income. Um, it's a lot of, uh, paperwork, birth certificates, um, your bank statements. Um, now was another thing I was, um, a business. I was told for business, they had the business has to make $35,000 a month for the business to come in on a business visa. I was yeah, like, visa, invested visa. Yeah, for the people that actually have the money for invested. But I mean, if you want to work, even open a small business, I'm going to say that the best way is just getting your temporary and then just exchange that for a working visa, you know, that allow you to work. And, and that way you will be legal and you don't need to be invested. That visa is for the invested, you know, the investors. Okay. So that means, you know, huge companies or uh, people with a lot of money, they want to open, I don't know, you know, like a condoms or oh. yeah, big, big things, you know, so uh, hotels and all this stuff. So if you want to open in a small business here, like a kitchen or, or like a salon or something like that, I'm going to say that it's better to just get in your temporary and then just exchange it for the working visa and that's going to allow to work. Okay, that now that's awesome. See that that's process. No one said that. So these are the questions. I'm glad you asked. Okay, and we were talking about animals. Um, what is the laws about having service animals? Do you have laws like we have here? People that are disabled that maybe are blind or have hearing problems or whatever uh, they have maybe 
um, a dog, a, a dog that you know, a CNI dog or a a dog that helps them, whatever that is, uh, could be. How does that law works there in um, in Merida? Is it a such honestly, law? Uh, yeah, honestly, uh, we are um, uneducated about that. You know, that's not so common here. So I think the people are not educated about that. The law exists. I mean, if you have a guide dog or if you have, you know, a pet that, that will be supporting pet and, and all the stuff for some illness, they should allow you to go in restaurants, malls and all the stuff. They should. But most of the people, honestly, are really uneducated. So if that is not a nice restaurant, you know, with, with um, I don't know how we say it, but but they told you it's the pet friendly since the beginning, you know. So pet friendly, they put in the their even the animal support in the category of pets. So we can say that it's not a pet because it's a helper, you know. But for mostly of the Mexicans here, it's just pets. So that's <laughs> sad. I mean, it's really sad because, like I'm saying, we are uneducated, you know, and then you you have two choices. You can just fight with them or you can just leave and choose a different place, you know. But we right. have nice malls that are pet friendly. Again, I know that it's not a great thing, you know, because that type of um, animals are not pets, are more helpers. But we have fancy malls that are pet friendly to this allowed all type of pets, you know? So like I'm saying, that's that's uh, really sad, but it is what it is. Right. Uh, someone asks, can you start, what is it? Can you start a business from a work permit? Like- Yeah, small you, business, yes. Yeah, small business, so yeah, that was answered. Okay. Um, so that's good. So that that's good to know for people. And um, after that, you're gonna also get a. Can you get a business account, or how, you you would you be able to help someone get their business registered and all that stuff for the account for biz stuff to be paid and taxes. stuff? Can you do that? Yeah, because taxes. Yes. Yeah, I saw you. I saw you. You got your. Um, I mean, you're gonna need to have your your visa, you know, the temporary visa, at least temporary visa. And then um, you're going to need to be registered in the Mexican IRS that is um, called Hacienda here, mm -hmm. or SAT, S-I-T, and you're going to need to pay taxes. So, yeah, make a business come with pay taxes, and um, you, you're going to need to be registered there. But as soon as you got your temporary visa, you can go to, to that office and get your personal number. It's like a social number in Mexican, you know, but that number is just for make business. So it's for, for, for you can do an official receipts, you know, and all the stuff. So, and pay taxes with that. So, um, yes, we can help you with that process too. It is not really difficult, but like I'm saying, sometimes navigate through this office, bureaucratic office without speaking Spanish will be really a nightmare. So yes, we do that process too. Okay, that's not bad. Um, what was the other thing? So we got that, the business. Um, would you be able to help someone scope out properties for a business as well? Or to do like the dual, what we're talking about, like, you know, uh, they have the biz they have the home but the business down at the bottom would they be able to do that as well 
and you would have, yeah you would that's completely legal here but just gonna depend on the neighborhood you know okay. we have some neighborhoods that they don't have that i mean for open a business you need to have an, an special place that they have also the suelo that's how we call that so it's an special uh, permit that they allow certain places for do business it's okay. not all neighborhoods in the city um Las Americas, for example, in Cauquel, they allow to open business and houses. You know, Francisco de Montejo too. But some neighborhoods more in the north, the fancy part of the north, they don't allow that, you know. So okay. they have certain restrictions. And also um, also the, the, the privadas, you know, the closed gated communities. Yes. They, there is much more difficult to open business there because mostly of their closed gated communities don't allow that. Okay, makes sense, makes sense. So we got the children, okay. So, all righty, got that. And what else was there um, being in Merida? Yeah, I had so much yesterday. Um, you guys, this interview I did yesterday, but when I tried to translate the interview from my phone, onto the computer it just shut down <laughs> i was like i tried all night and i was like you know what i stayed up to three o'clock trying to fix it and it was a great interview and i had all these things because it's inspired i rocked um, yesterday i was so funny <laughs> yes you were <laughs> you were telling funny stories and i was like oh my gosh and i was like okay i don't know why but it wasn't supposed to be so we're supposed to go live so I just said, give it a shot if she's available. And then I said, well, it is Friday. She, she might be going out with the kids and you might be, you know, doing something on a date. I don't know, uh, you know, what the situation is. So it's kind of interesting. So I was like, I don't know. Me? Hmm. I'm here right now. I'm still trying to swim to get back. Um, I know it is. Uh, people that are looking for doctors, um, like we, I know what we're talking about. We were talking about the different pharmacies that they have there. Um, was the Mayan, Mayan pharmacy or the Yucatan pharmacy versus the American pharmacy? Mm, no, I don't think that we speak about that, but we can. I mean, uh, what, you mean pharmacies like uh, um, herbs, you know, for doing like yeah. uh, um not yes. medicine, you know, more natural things. Yes. Um, we call that homeopata. I don't know the word in English, honestly. It's like a natural one. So, right. you know, the, the doctors uh, heal you with, with. Um, I'm not going to say energy because they need to give you something, you know, but with plants and herbs right. and, you know, certain things, natural, natural um, pills and all this stuff. So, yeah, right. we have a lot of that here. We have all type of pharmacies, you know, actually I told my clients, Merida is a really big city, you know, you, you can be surprised because sometimes, and that's a funny story again, I remember one time when one of my clients come and we was doing, you know, just the, the, the tour uh, around the city and, you know, they was really shocked about that we have, um, McDonald's and Walmart and Costco and Home Depot and um, Sam's Club and you know and they're like oh you have a Burger King you have a McDonald's Pizza Hut and like yeah we have that since I think 50 years ago 100 years ago I don't know <laughs> but um, 
some people, and I know that some people, when they think of Mexico, they think, you know, in the dirty um, floors with a coconut and the people just laying down and, and behind the coconuts just drinking a beer. Um, so, you know, and donkeys riding and donkeys and I don't know, you know, that type of things. And, uh. yeah, donkeys but, but it's not for right so uh, we are really americanized here you know so i mean i think they just recently opened an ikea not in merida though but in mexico but um mexico city but i mean in merida we have pretty much all the things you know so supermarkets and in um, restaurants fast food restaurants that you have there we have that and um it's really american thing you know so pharmacies even the pharmacies we have a, a good quality pharmacies and a good quality doctors and actually we have an, a, an, a brand new hospital that calls el faro that i know for i know that just for one of my clients that they told me that 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 um, hospital have an agreement with their some insurance companies in United States. So they live here, they pay the insurance in United States, and they have co full cover here for that um, hospital, which is super fancy and super nice, you know. So yeah. they got all the medicines and all the doctors and even surgeries if they need it for free with the insurance. So, and I know that that hospital also has some agreement with, with um, brats, you know, American brats, um, how do you call, um, for the people that was in, their, in, their, in the government there, you know, like uh, um, army brats, I forgot. Okay. Well, for army brats or or you know veterans. for they're working exactly veterans yeah so okay. they have they are covered in that hospital too so um i mean i didn't know that one of my clients told me so i mean we have pretty much good uh options for healthcare and also um i mean different types you know so if you don't like doctors if you don't like their their medicines you don't like vaccines we have herbal things we have natural things we have homeopathas doctors so that means that they heal you through you know airs plants and all this stuff so okay. yeah we have see and that's vaccine. some of the things some of my people want to know more about especially some women that are having women issues those are the people Okay, those are the people that they want to get in touch with. Um, um, because, like, um, I'm a doula. So I do the pre-birth uh, pre and going in with birthing, and then I also do deaf doula. And I show people how to take care of themselves and, you know, so forth. But there's coming, I feel, in America, we have an epidemic with women that have fibroids, have endometriosis, uh, menopause too early. Some girls are having menopause at 13 um, instead of the norm. Their body is so out of balance that I know when I lived in Thailand, I learned to do the Thai womb, uh, womb lift where their people's womb are off balance because they're walking and running on the pavement. So you're, you're, you know, your uterus out of balance. Um, you know, your you're actually, your, your menses is on longer. Um, a friend of mine was talking, telling me her menses was on for seven days. And she says, sometimes 10. And I was like, oh, what, 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 what? See, 
I thought I was dying for three days. <laughs> I was like, what? She's like, yeah, 10 days. I said, that's not normal. And I started breaking stuff down for her. And she's like, huh? I was like, you need to get checked for this test. And she went and checked and she has fibroids on her assist on, on her ovary. And she has fibroid and she has endometriosis. So for me, it's like, it's a double whammy because this is what I do. And I had to explain the process. And she says, but you're in Mexico. And I said, I'm in the most perfect place because they, they believe in botanicals where, you know, you guys, synthetic, 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 you know, man-made and it's mixed with a compound. So those dyes, for me, those dyes and stuff actually do not help the body. They hurt the body. Um, but it all depends on how they're made. So how does, a, what would you call a person like that um, for them to see? Because I know you have OBGYNs there, but someone that does that would specialize in that woman's care for them to go, because I definitely want to recommend them um, if that is so, if you know someone like that. Well, we have different type of um doctors i'm gonna say that and the obg as they're of course the common doctors you know so that have a medical degree and all this stuff but we also have doulas here you know and um like a, we call that comadronas so it's kind of like a, the old ladies that they have all the knowledge you know and then if you notice we here in Mayda, we are so close to the mayan community really close, you know, so a lot of people that live here are actually Mayan descendants, you know, so we got all this Mayan um, information, you know, all this richness, all the these um, advices from Mayas from, I mean, 10 ton, tons of years ago, you know, so right. this is, this is ancient Sabiduria, I don't know how to say it in English, but basically is the experience, you know, all that come from the experience. So even in the little towns outside the city, some mm -hmm. of the people get birds naturally, you know, with with these ladies that come to help you to the house and uh, you don't go to the hospital, you don't do the, the normal process, you know, I mean, normal process for some. So they do all in the natural things, you know, so, and actually my mom, I mean, my mom already died, but I, I remember that every time that I got, you know, like the cramps for the, for the menses, they told me, you know, you make this tea with herbs and take this, blah, 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 and then put in this and just rub your belly with thin and thin, you know, and then, you know, you get cured. So all these sapiens and, and all these, um, you know, acknowledge from, tons of years ago, we are really, um, how I want to say, we are really um, respected people for that things, you know, so we respect that, we respect our uh, antepasites, you know, our people that live before us. So uh, I'm going to say that even if you believe in their medicine, then the modern medicine. I mean, for my kids, for example, every time that they go flu, I give them, I have an, a tree of guava in my, my um, in my garden. I make tea with guava 
leaves, you know, because my mom told me that that's going to help them for breathe better, you know, and I have plants that cause um, that type of plants that is really big with, with two colors, the green ones, we call that uh, lenguas de vaca, that that's supposedly, I mean, you know, I read things in, in, in internet, they say that that plant's going to help you to breathe better and all the stuff. So before I actually gave them um, some medicine, you know, from the pharmacy, I tried that first, you know, and and if they have fever, I put in, you know, the, the, the um, cold um, things in, in their head, so try to low that type of thing, you know, me, I, ancient medicine they it's come from our relatives they they're already dead you know so and yeah we have some chamanes here too so they do their their healing energies and you know they they do all that stuff and it's much more easy to find them in the in the small village outside the city the city is a little bit cold about that, you know. No, we have some places, but not too much. The people here, uh, I mean, in the city, they think more in their traditional medicine, but we have some places. But it's more easy to find these type of doctors in the um, in the small village, the Mayan village. Okay, so we'll we'll talk more about that because I could probably get her connected with you before she comes, um, because that's important. Um, uh, he wanted to know about cancer. I know a couple of people that have cancer that have moved to Medida. Um, he's like, he wanted to know the effective, effective are doctors there with cancer. I don't know. Um, that's something that I don't know, uh, how effective it is, but I know that some people are doing just wonderfully well. The person that I know anyway, she's doing wonderfully well. She's doing arts and crafts. Uh, she's doing more things. She has some good days, bad days. But that's why with anybody, you have your good days, you have your bad days. Um, she looks good. So from what I understand and I've seen since I've been immediate up, and I know that she has cancer. Yeah, my sister used to work in a hospital for cancer. Um, I mean, you know, for, for people with cancer. And she told me that actually that hospital is one of the best ones, you know, in, in the home Mexico. So they have really good care on cancer people. And uh, I have personally two friends that go through the cancer and they're fine and they're younger, you know, like my age, I'm younger, I'm say I'm younger. So they're, uh, <laughs> they're pretty much around the 40s, which is younger for me. There's just small kids. So, <laughs> and uh, they go through to this situation, you know, with successful and, and they're fine. There are two amazing women that are my personal friends that are fine. So about effective, I'm saying most of the people here have a lot of, um, how do you say, when you put it in your in the other people um, skins, you know, we are really, really, um, what is the word? I forgot the word, but basically we care about other people. You know, that's something that the, the, the Yucatecan people have. We are really, really welcoming and we also care for strangers, you know, not just your family. We are nice people. I mean, you need to feel it. You need to see it. But mostly of the people here are really nice. And even if you they don't know you, they're going to want to help you. That's good. 
you know, that's 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 what we need. Um, in Hawaii, we call it Hanai. So some people, we extend it family, adopt a family. You know, uh, I have adopted brothers. Um, you know, I have a lot of adopted brothers. <laughs> um, and I, I'm a bossy little sister. <laughs> but they listen and they understand. Um, but they're always encouraging. Um, so... I love that about that because, like I said, I look for a place, the aloha spirit, and that means embracing me and welcoming me where I'm at. Um, so I know that for me, I'm not a big group person. Like I don't want to be a whole brown, a whole bunch of people. Um, that's just me in general. Um, I really try not to be with a lot of different um, expats. Uh, so for me, yeah, I guess he's saying, yeah, I'm bossy. <laughs> uh, so, um, that's, so that I tried basically to find, uh, my tribe, but sometimes it's just best to find individuals, uh, for me. And I find that works because I'm not really good on groups because groups, sometimes become what I call clickish. They're uh they have that well you you get this and this and this and this and we start disliking um other people and I'm not into that click stuff. I'm into you are who you are and I'm gonna judge you by you and you but sometimes in America's view the by the company you keep is what you are and that is not always the case. The company I might keep, I might not know their character or whatever, or the thing is you might see them a different way. So that's different. So what I like about that is that you're going to see a whole class of different people, like you said, in the areas from the south to the north to the west yeah. to the east of Merida and outside, you'll get to experience a lot of different things in the different areas that you go to exactly what you want and then beyond is what I really, really like. Um, and I, I like, yeah, so I like a Mirena, um outside of Mirena, I should say. <laughs> but I, I like going in and seeing the crystals. I like going to Homa, the, the ruins. I like going to the cenotes. I like the fact that I seen it. Costco has a cenote that I'm like, really? And then another girl said she moved in the house and didn't realize that she had a cenote under her house. I'm like, that one, that's the kind of treasure I like. That is amazing. You move in a house and not know that you have a cenote. That is like <laughs> incredible. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. You know, I have, um, when I used to live in my old neighborhood, I used to have a friend that lives around my, my block. And one day that we came to their house, I mean, I'm talking about like a tons of years ago, but one, one day that we came to their house to just play and, you know, she told us, do you want to swim? And I said, yeah. So we saw their pool, you know, we're going to pull. You say, no, I have a cenote just here, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. So we just, you know, swimming the cenote. 
So yeah, it's really cool. A lot of a lot of houses here. I mean, it's not like you're gonna give me your requirement like I have a cenote in your house because that's that's not super easy to find, you know. But yeah, a couple of houses have cenotes on it. So hey, you never know. Somebody watching this show might like, look, I think that you could find me a house with a cenote. <laughs> Well, I might need to create one for you, you know. <laughs> and for you guys don't know what a cenote is, it is a, a, a beautiful, a really beautiful water that you can swim in that has caves and it's been around for, she's like, I'll say a gazillion years when the dinosaur roamed, where, um, what is it, the uh, da, 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 meteors? meteors and comets hit the earth and that's what they are also what i like about mexico i don't know there are a lot of sightings which i haven't you know heard too much since i've been there they used i used to watch this show where there was like a lot of ufo sightings a lot of uh it's out of the world experience and i'm like well i would love to see that by a pyramid or something you know something like that my friend said oh my gosh you're just crazy <laughs> well you know i i honestly don't know you know i never see uh one ovni or or anything else but i can tell you for experience if you go to the to the ruins and certain times of the year you know and you can feel the energy and that energy i mean you can feel it I, I don't need to tell you if you go there you feel how the energy goes to you and you feel all that light so that's need to come from other place you know it's, it's not it's, it's not something that you can touch it's not something that you can see you, you can feel it so and of course, we, we have a lot. I mean, here is more popular the Aloches, which is kind of like a, a small, you know, it's like a, a small kids. There is grow up, but kids, they stay in, in, in the kids size. And it's like a, a Mayan thing that they told that they live in their in their um, in the backyard. So you have a big backyard so, and that watching you, but also are like a kid. So they do. Um, travesuras you know i don't know how to say travesuras so they play you know like kids and they hide your stuff so it's an oh allusion. we call them fairies fairies kind of like a fairy but uglier <laughs> oh, <laughs> trolls? That's what it is you know it's trolls. Like a, oh my like, gosh how to say duendes but it's not like a duende it's similar like a duende leprechaun oh my not God. leprechaun Leprechaun. It's something that comes from the Mayan, you know, <laughs> so, yeah, okay. it is. that's why they say, you know, a lot of people, I mean, the old people, they put it in the backyards, they put in some can, candies for them, so they avoid, they do some um, travesuras, you know, they rob you your keys or something like that. I mean, you know, that's believers, so. Oh, my God, that's too much. stories that the people... The, the Maya people has, and then we take that tell stories, you know, they're fun. So I like that. Okay. Yeah. So we definitely got to connect. So you guys, um, thank you for coming. If you like uh -oh, meteors. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Meteors. If you guys like always say, sit the button, 
ding, 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 and it give you a notification. Please subscribe and you'll get notifications when we're on, but also you need to tell them about your event on Sunday. Yes, uh, this Sunday we have we're gonna have an, uh, a Q and A um, session with my partner and through our Facebook uh, fan page and my personal uh, Facebook page too. So um, you can find us in Merida Moose fan page and or Barbara Blanco, which is my personal. Uh, Facebook. We're going to be alive and just answer all the questions that the people have about Merida, giving some advices or anything that you need to know about Merida. We're going to be answering it for free. Um, we have consultation calls for the people that want to, to uh, work with us, you know, and they're more serious, but that have a cost. But like I'm saying the last time, we're going to offer this free uh, Q&A uh, session for all the people that are interested in moving, just like a Christmas presence so that will be completely free and we're going to answer whatever they want to know about it we're going to answer it uh, as much um honest and sincere that we can you know i told my clients i don't like to lie to you you know i'm gonna try to to you making falling in love to merida but merida is not for everyone so um i'm never gonna lie to you i always give um honest advices you know even there there is uh that means that the people are not gonna take the places or the people are not gonna move here but i mean i, I prefer to just be really honest and, and then you know in that way make a friend and you know that's more and more important to me than actually and and i told that when you connect with 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 realtors sometimes they could you know, uh, lie to you about the places and houses just for you rent the place. I'm never going to do that. So I'm always going to be really honest with you because I told my clients, if you hire me, you I'm going to be working for you and with you, you know, and your behave. So in that way, um, I'm going to be on your side, you know, and I'm going to fight for you. And I've been fighting for my clients since the day one, you know. So I have a lot of clients that come watch it and I'm being fighting for them and you know deposits or whatever the problems that they have um, um try to be really fair and, and you know and, and helping and anything that they that i can um just when they are wrong i honestly also need to tell them you know this is not how the things work here so you need to be aware about certain things you know so but when they have right and that's their they need something and they're they I need to be, you know, in their sights, I always be there. So um like I'm saying, and that will be uh, this Sunday. So we're gonna we're gonna answer any questions that the people have for us. We're gonna be as much their uh, honest as we can. I mean, you know, with all the honesty and we will be here. Okay. Someone gave me two questions. One was about the internet. We did answer that yesterday. I'm like, yeah, about the internet. Someone asked how good is the internet yeah, in Merida. <laughs> Merida internet, it's a tricky thing. You know, if you stay inside the peripherical, which is, you know, the line that surrounds the whole city, you're gonna be perfectly fine. You have three options for fiber optic. If you want a reliable and faster internet, that needs to be fiber optic. So 
If you stay inside the Periferico, you have three options, Total Play, Easy, and Telmex. That's easy to get, and even some of these ones uh, come with cables, so, you know, that will be perfectly fine. The problem will be when you chose a place outside Periferico. So when you chose a place a little bit farther from the, from the city, uh, they don't have too much internet available. So some of these areas don't have fiber optic at all, you know, and it's not about if you, you, I mean, you can pay as much that you want, but they don't have the infrastructure for, for the fiber optic. So that means it's not available there. You know, so it's not about money, about how much you can pay. It's, it's not there. So, and then it's just other companies that there is a wire, you know, with antennas and other stuff. Companies, they're only going to give you 20 megas as much, as much. So, um, and you're going to be stuck with 20 megas, you know. So, in other areas like uh, Cauquel, some areas of Cholul, some areas of, of Las Americas has fiber optic with Telmex which honestly sometimes could be really good and sometimes not so good. So uh, internet thing, it's, uh, I mean, it's a, a tricky thing. I'm going to tell the people that want to do this by themselves, like we talking yesterday, if you want to do this by yourself, please learn these two magical works. There is Fibra Optica and always asking to your landlords about that. Don't asking about if the house that you try to, to rent that have internet because they're going to tell you yes. And like we're talking yesterday, working online, I mean, they're going to tell you, yeah, I'm working online at my house all the time. No worries. You can be working online. <laughs> and we talking about this yesterday. Working online for Mexicans is not the same thing like for Americans. You know, for us, working online means sending an email sometime and then, you know, share some pictures on Facebook. That is working online for us, you know. It's not a real work. So I know for America, most of my clients, they need to be reliable internet and faster for, you know, Zoom calls or conference calls and all this stuff. And mostly all the places outside Periferico, if they don't have fiber optic, you won't have access to that. And we're talking yesterday about our history, one of my clients, I always told them the truth. I always told them the truth. And when they fall in love to that place, I told them this place has a problem. I don't think that we can get in a fiber optic over here. But then the realtors tried to rent the, the place today and they told them, oh no, you're going to have access. Some uh, other clients here have, have 50 megas and they think the 50 megas will be okay for them. So they they figure it out that 50 megas with no fiber optic, that means like a 10 megas, you know, so it's not real. <laughs> So uh, when they try to hire an um, up to 50 megas uh, company, they was the other company tried to charge them a huge infrastructure. So for just putting the internet, it was about 35,000 pesos and they won't pay 25,000 pesos just for, you know, an right. and, and internet. So um, short term story, long short story, they just and then to move back to United States because he lost their job and gotta be able for, for keep working. So internet is something really important. You need to be really careful about that. Not all the even outside periferico the areas that they have fiber optic, not all all areas are the same. I live here in Cauquel and I have internet fiber optic in my house, but my sister, they live like a five blocks far from me. She don't have it, you know? So right. this is a really 
something for us, the things that we do before actually rent the place or actually show the place to our clients. I have guys. I, I My friends say that I have a guy for everything, which is pretty much, you know, the truth. So I have guys for everything. And I have guys working in EC and Telmex and in uh, Total Place. So before actually getting rent of the place, I just send them the location and they told me if that's an area with cover or not. But again, uh, I'm just going to say, be really careful. If you try to do this by yourself, like we talking about yesterday, you can, definitely you can. We are not doing, I mean, you know, certain things that nobody is doing. I mean, I'm not saying that nobody could be able for doing by themselves. No, a lot of people will do it by themselves. I have clients, they do it by themselves. I mean, clients for other things that they, they actually find their own houses. So it's, it's not it's not like that, you know? It's just these small advices that you need to pay attention on it before actually just getting involved or sign in a contract because like we're talking, you're gonna need certain months for going to the house, you know, for getting the keys of the house. And then right. if you find out that the internet is not enough and you want to take out from that uh, contract, you're gonna lose all that money. They're not gonna give you back your money, they know. So, right. um, because that's not their problem, you know, their problem will be um, major things in the house, you know, like structure things or leaks or something. Yes, you can break your deal for that. But for internet, or neighborhood that you don't like, no, because you you see the place before, you know, and you take the decision to 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 get that place. So my my advice would be just pay attention before, and then just be really really careful about that. Don't trust in realtors' word or owners' word, you know. Try you first, and if you don't know about that, just I'm gonna recommend them rental places that they already has the fiber optic setup. So even if you need to pay that beside, just rent it if they already have set up. So in that way, you can see that it's already there and you can pay that monthly, but at least you're going to have it. There you go. That is, thank you so much. So you guys, the information is at the top of the box. You can contact her. And then, like I said, she has... A meeting coming up on Sunday, and it's a question and answer. And it is what's they call what is free? Um, gra gratis, 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 completamente gratis, gratis. There you go. So that means free. Yeah, <laughs> I learned that very well. What does that mean? Free, free, gratis. Right. So it will be Sunday at noon, uh, Central Time. I mean, my time, central time at noon and um, completamente gratis. So we will be here Sunday, 12 at noon. Okay. All right. Thank you, everyone that has joined our conversation that stopped in, said hello, left, and sent me questions. I totally forgot about that one for the internet that I guess she wanted to know. So, and I said, I went over there yesterday. <laughs> So I'm glad you explained. So I want to say good night, everyone. It's been a blessing. We will see you later. Good night, everyone.